And when, when Alan Dulles says, my paraphrasing here, my job is finished when everything they know is a lie. Now, when people read that, they think that the head of the CIA was talking about the other people, those in foreign lands, or, but no, he was talking about me and you. Everything that we know is a lie. Our mindset of the people here in the United States of America is split right down the middle. We have half the people that want to be taken care of from the cradle to the grave. They love it. They want, yes, get up, go to work, do this, pay my taxes, march. They love it. That's who they want to be. Then there are other people that say, well, wait a minute here. Government is supposed to serve us. We're not supposed to serve government. So no, I don't want to be taken care of from the cradle to the grave. I want to be a free man. That's who I want. Carbon 60 or C60 first gained notoriety back in 2012 from a study that increased the lifespan of rats by a whopping 90%. Since that breakthrough study, scientists have conducted thousands of studies showing C60 not only has a very real potential extending lifespan, but also has been shown to be better than any other substance ever studied to reduce inflammation, eliminate free radicals, provide powerful antioxidants, and more. After the famous rat study, scientists at Live Longer Labs realized a human, not industrial, formula needed to be made. That's when they set out to be the first lab in the world to focus on what is best for human consumption of C60. This led Live Longer Labs to pioneer a high-quality, 99.9% pure C60 refined without solvents in oils that work best for humans, and that is black seed oil. Look it up yourself. Black seed oil has been known as a universal healer for millennia, and more modern studies confirmed its benefits as a potent antioxidant and for anti-inflammation. Simply, it's not like other oils. It's better. To try this amazing product, go to sarahwestel.com under shop. Remember, members of Ebeneer save 10%, and all listeners can save 5% using the coupon found at sarahwestel.com under shop. And uh, Article 7. And it's, it got changed in 1910 from original to amended, which changed our whole judicial system on Oregon. And that was a, a result of the Bar Association coming in and changing the, the law form, basically, from common law to uh, de facto. And so now we can't even be uh, recognized by someone on behalf of a person that we're representing, a people, one of our people, uh, because the policymakers, like the Oregon uh, Department of Education, bring in their attorneys or lawyers. And because we're not attorneys or lawyers, they don't recognize us as counsel. That's why I referred to our recording 109, because that was one of our meetings where we look at the Black's Law various editions of Black's Law and how it, how the definition of the simple word counsel got changed from, what was it, 1879 or whatever to current 2019 edition, which is mine, is 11th edition. And then 
Ron has six, and Cynthia has five, and then there's an original of early first edition. So um, it's just amazing, <clears throat> excuse me, how one word got changed and how it impacts our ability to represent someone who we know has been violated by these policies. Lost her job. It's awful. I mean, the, the abuses happening across the entire country at the moment, and probably world, but country, because the world doesn't have, didn't have our constitution, different places, they, they wish they would have, but it's happening every, I mean, the abuses are incredible. So now what can people do to tangibly make a difference and get involved and make sure their assemblies are doing these things and, and that they're structured in a way that it will get things accomplished. You know what I'm asking? Ron, yes. Uh, Ron just started, go ahead, Ron, just started a daily Zoom meeting that he's inviting anyone and everyone on to. So go ahead, Ron. The Jural uh, Assembly is what we are. We have a lawful and judicial function. And that's to return Oregon to a constitutional Republican form of government. Now, Oregon, we did. We have lawfully done away with de facto and returned Oregon to a de jure form of government. But the people that should not be in charge do not want to give up their position that they've had for 112 years in color of law. So it's a, a one at a time confrontation with the sheriff, for example. Will you take a proper oath to a proper constitution or you will you commit treason? That's the question. And you have to be able to look them right in the eye and ask that question. And that's what we're doing. But a jural assembly is different from a state assembly or a national assembly. They have other things that they're doing. They're worried about how to run the government and how to do this and banking and all of that stuff. And we're a little bit simple. We think that we have to first return to a constitutional Republican form of government where we actually have law and not color a law before you can go to the next place of trying to arrange the government so that it is proper. First, you got to get there. That's what we're saying. We have not had government. We've not had government from the United States of Washington, District of Columbia, since March 1861. We've had color of law. There are only 33 states and 17 territories. People don't want to hear that. They don't... What do you mean Idaho is not a state? Yeah, it's still a territory. It's in color of law. They don't want to hear that. But that's what the truth is. And that's what we do. We talk about the truth. Now, Anna says that there's 50 states because her assembly made the 50 states. Okay? 
I would like to see the document that did that. I would like to see who that document was presented to. I would like to see the supporting evidence for that statement because there is none. That's the difference. We have to have a jural assembly on every one of the states and territories so that we can actually do the work of returning to being a Congress assembled under the United States of America. I yield. So this is an example of one of our documents. Um, so what we do is we write, we notice uh, the agent and the principal, principal and agent of whatever organization or individual has we feel has violated our rights. And we make the statement and we put in our caveats, which are the full faith and credit statements that are their own laws that they don't even follow, but that uh, do support supposedly, according to their law, support the people and to make things right for the people. And then our bona fides and then our jurat, which is the signature and declaration that we're all men and women on Oregon, uh, blood, flesh, mind, body, soul. Uh, and then we sign in red, print in blue, and use our red thumbprint to prove that we are blood, flesh, and blood. Show it, so, Charlie. Yeah. So this is this is the one that um, this one is uh, abolishing the de facto judiciary on Oregon, and that has been served not only uh, through return receipt requests uh, uh, and certified, so that we know they got it. But we've also hand delivered it to some of the um, counties like Washington, Clackamas, Multnomah, and Lane have all received this abolishment of the judiciary on Oregon. They have all acquiesced. No one has done anything in response. Furthermore, uh, and that was to the presiding judge, to the uh, sheriff. What do you mean they have done nothing? Did they just ignore it? Is that the point? They, they do not or, respond. They can't yeah, respond well, because they, they yeah. But what happens if they just ignore and say these guys are nut jobs and we don't want anything to do <laughs> in a way who cares what these idiots are saying? We are, we know what we are, and as long as everybody believes us or this everybody's in our camp, these guys are nuts, who cares? Yeah, so, so the next, right. Yeah. So the next thing is that, that is what's going on. Go right. Ahead. So you interviewed Bobby. Yeah, he's Bobby. Awesome. He is. Bobby is is our marshal. He is one of the marshals for the people of of our group on Oregon. So he's one, and there are other deputies that are coming together to address the sheriffs. This is where we want to start with the sheriffs, and they they may say they're constitutional and they've taken an oath to the constitution, but is which constitution? So that's the other point. So then we notified the, the um, judiciary and numerous others about the fact that we have, uh, we're establishing a marshal's office. So, you know, we're, we're really addressing the individuals, the persons in that system that we're not happy. We are addressing our grievances and we're, we're letting doing them know. something new. We're just this, yeah. we're doing, we are going to go back to what we, yeah. you have no authority 
we're taking our authority back and this is what we're going to do. Now, I, I think the only mm -hmm. way that yes. you eventually win out in something like that is when the numbers get to the point where people are like, yes, they have a better way and that's where I'm going. Yes, and we, we do need to come together. You know, there needs to be less criticism of you know, who's doing what, where, when, and uh, I'll do what we're doing. <laughs> and that is do the work, uh, file the papers, send the papers and the notices, let them know, you know, sign, sign a document, get, you know, get 50 signatures instead of the, the eight or 10 that we have. Yeah. So that, you know, that it's seen. And then uh, the other thing is for people to do the same work in their area, their county, their region, uh, not only on the state, but nationally, form, form a general assembly on their state. That's why the 3317 calls that Ron is doing is to get other assemblies established. It takes five people. We have a template and they can do the work and get it done. They have to do the work and get it done. Unfortunately, you got to do the work. It's just the way it goes. It takes time. It takes a lot of time. I, I am an artist by by trade, and I have been doing that for many of <laughs> over 30 years. But I'm not doing art right now. I'm doing this. It's a choice. Uh, it's, a, it's imperative because our children are being taken um, you know, people are being violated uh, left and right. You know, if we don't comply with this, that, or the other thing, they end up getting a, a warrant or a this, or, you know, being fined or it's, it, the money mill has got to stop. We're not going to be supporting a corrupt government monetarily. We, we can't, we can't continue. It's going down. Yeah. Huh? We need to support something that's a heck of a lot better than this. Okay. Yeah. And 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 I like the idea that, or I, I like the fact that you have figured out that we can't just advocate our job as voting. I mean, we have to can't just we have to be part of that right now. And mm -hmm. otherwise, we're just playing into their system. And they get rid of all the freedom, independent-minded people, and they're like, "Yeah, this is great." And so we have to work on all fronts while we can. Well, freedom doesn't mean, oh, good, we're free, and then we just carry on and do what we do, you know, and, and just assume that everything's fine. Freedom means we have to work to keep, to get free and keep our freedom. Fulfill and it's not responsibilities. about, yes, it is. Ron, say what you always say. We have, you have to do it. Yeah. We can't do it alone. You say yep. it. Uh, everybody has to do it for themselves. Nobody can do it for you. And you can't do it alone. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. But and that's I'd like, can I bring up one thing? I've thought about it 10 times and haven't said it. Uh, have you ever heard of MK Ultra? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay. All right. Right there is the thing that that is the cusp or one of them. And when when Alan Dulles says my paraphrasing here my job is finished when everything they know is a lie now when people read that they think that the head of the CIA, CIA was talking about the other people those in foreign lands or but no he was talking about me and you 
everything that we know is a lie. And that's just the way it is. From the Marco Hatfield building that is, has to be built on United States land, they never did it. They don't do it. They're totally corrupt in every single thing they do. And all of it has to be brought to the attention of everybody. You got to roll it back to where the fraud started. And the fraud, one of the frauds started March 1861 and on Oregon, November 10th, 1910. And every single state was flipped from being a de jure constitutional form of government on their state. Everyone was flipped after 1906 into a de facto form of government. And they did it. And we have to flip it back. And we, on Oregon, our general assembly, figured out how to do it. And we did it. We flipped it back. Every one of the states and territories has to figure it out for themselves. Takes five people to do it. And, and uh, 15 hours of work, wait 21 days, uh, 50 bucks in, in postage and, and buy a, a seal. That's all it takes. It, and gather it, people and gather yeah. people for a grand jury and a jury pool if you can. Boy, that's work. Yeah, that's that's the hard part. And we we've had a table set up on, say, in Salem and some other events uh, to gather our jury pool. And people want to participate. They really do because they've had it. You know, they're just frustrated as heck. Well, they, they know something's seriously wrong here. It would be one thing well, if they would have ran this corporation um, legitly, like they would have just, but now we, because they haven't been legit, we need to take back our authority and we need to take yep. it back fast. Well, yep. it's been a slow, steady drip too. And you know, what most people don't know is that the bar, if you def define the bar, because I've had someone ask me many times, what the bar is, you know, we think it's the bar in the courtroom. Well, it is, that's the reference, but it's a British accreditation registry. That's the, that's the law form. It's the, the lawyers that are trained in this law form and even lawyers who've been trained in common law and they think they understand common law are from the perspective of the bar. It's not, uh, it's not about the people and the attorneys and the lawyers are working for the court in compliance with the judge. So do you think the they have such a warped paradigm? They've been brainwashed or thought in this, from this perspective for so Educated. long. They just can't, been... Yeah. They just can't <laughs> see the paradigm change. Like they just can't understand. Because there's a lot of really good guys or people, women, who really want things to change who are attorneys. They spend a lot of time devoting mm -hmm. their time to, you know, helping the downtrodden and really making a difference. So I know it's not the people. It's just their paradigm. I think you're generous, Sarah. It's, I, I'm not going to say it's all. No, it's not all the people. I'm going to, or the people. No, I'm going to say it's right. not all, every single one of the people. It's just not. I know it's not because I work with some that are beautiful people. Sarah? Absolutely. My granddaughter's a bar attorney. 
and she's married to a bar attorney. And I got into this with her a few years back, and she says, Gramps, they don't teach that in law school. And they don't. Yep. But they, you see them with their card, and it says Esquire. It says Esquire on their card. And, well, that just means I'm an attorney. No, it doesn't. That's a title of nobility. That comes to us from, from England. That comes mm -hmm. from the Bar Association. The only way you can be an Esquire is if you get the title of nobility from whoever is authorized to confer it. And also, bar attorneys are supposed to have a FARA, which is a Foreign Accreditation Registry. Yes. Uh, so that they can actually practice, interesting, law on, this, on the land and be legitimately or legally uh, uh, they're practicing their craft, their trade. So FARA, go ahead. Um, I take exception to uh, the, the part on attorneys. If anybody reads the 12 presumptions in law and Every attorney and every court has this same 12 presumptions in law, then that's what they're dealing with. And if you have an attorney, then you have given away all of your rights. You declare that you're an idiot and a ward of the court. And what they do is for your best benefit and your attorney is in the same club as the prosecuting attorney and that's the same club that the judge is in and all of them from robert kennedy jr that is an attorney to my granddaughter they know exactly what they're doing and they're talking out the side of their mouth if they're talking about returning to a constitutional Republican form of government, because that would cut their own throat. And I yield. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I, I think everyone is in their profession. Yeah. I, 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 I just, I, I just, I always take exception to saying that everyone in a specific, uh, Yep. Uh, that they're all I just won't won't ever go there mentally. I don't think that's true, but I, you know, I just can't see it as being true. My dad has said to me, Sarah, because we argue about everything. And I got to tell you that he's right on this one. He says not everybody is evil everywhere and I'm purposely doing things that are bad. And I have to agree with them. I mean, it's just not true. And so mm -hmm. there is a lot it's a paradigm. It's a way of thinking. It's all these other things, but they're not all evil. It's not possible. And so that's where I'm at with him. And I, and I agree with him. He's one of the few things I really agree with him on <laughs> because, because we argue about everything. Well, yeah. Well, one of the things that um, we address all the time is the good versus evil that we're dealing with because there's so much, uh, negativity and uh, evil, truly evil 
that's yep. going on yep. relative to our children and the trafficking and the drugs and the whole, you know, the, the what's the motivation and where did it start and who's driving it? So that's what we address. You know, that's what we're all about in the assembly is we're not. And how can we possibly, yeah. how can we possibly have gotten ourselves into this situation? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, it I, was I really easy. It really was easy. It, it, it happened to us one drip at a time mm -hmm. and and they don't tell you and they keep you ignorant and i was i was ignorant with uh the disease called cognitive dissonance until i was 75 years old and i'm smart or i was smart when i was tested mm -hmm. by the navy so they had me fooled for 75 years i thought I was a U.S. citizen. I joined the Navy. I did all of that shit. And I was right in there. And then all of a sudden, wow, the the lights got turned on. And no, I'm not a U.S. citizen. And yes, my granddaughter, the bar attorney, is wrong. And I don't say she's evil, but she's wrong. There's a, di yeah, there's and, a difference. Yep. Oh, yes, a tremendous difference. What? Well, here's one. It's not between good and evil. It's between good and bad. Evil is against righteous. That's where evil is against. And and when you look at the, these folks that are running the major religions and the things they're doing, you say, that was evil. That's that's just evil, what that that person just did. And that's the truth. And you have to be able to to look at that and, and to say that, but the whole the whole system is wrong. It's not totally evil because they did a lot of good things trying That's to right. do what they yeah. were doing. But but it's it's wrong and it's bad. It's like it's Anna says, I can only only one assembly per state. Well, how in the hell can that be? If I'm a sovereign man. You mean I can't start another assembly? I don't have the the authority as a sovereign man to find other people and to form a social compact, only one social compact per state, and that's governed by Anna Von Wright? No, that doesn't work. <laughs> There's something that's not right there. I agree with you 100%. There's just something that's not... Yeah, well, that that's the top-down uh, look at things anyway, because really we have to be in working from our small domain. You know, each of each group, community, county, territory, whatever you want to call it, you break it down and down and down. We all have issues that are really pertinent to us. They're not always the big issues, and certainly the top-down government that's coming in and the federal government is really dictating so much of what we're supposed to be doing or not doing. And uh, really, we need to act locally, think locally, act locally, get involved, care but care enough to not just gripe about it or not to think that we know the truth, but to investigate. That's right. Um, an, an example is, you know, with fluoride, when my husband and I moved to this community, we recognized that there was fluoride in this water. 
in uh, Washington County. And I was appalled. We had just moved from Multnomah County and we were still Portland, Oregon, but uh, we were a different county. And so the water here had 0.7 uh, parts per million of fluoride in the water. And I went to the uh, board meetings every month for quite some time. And I always put my name in the docket so that I would be able to have my three or five minute whatever. And it was just, I, I did this for about a year, year and a half and uh, was so frustrated. And then lo and behold, the county, city commissioner in Portland made a decision. It was announced in the newspaper, Oregonian, that uh, Randy Leonard, uh, that the commission was going, the city council was going to initiate fluoridation and we were going to have a vote on it and da 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 da. And that was the only way I was going to be able to influence it in Washington County was a vote. And I knew that the, the feelings in the neighborhood and my neighbors and all, it would have been way too much. I was a single a single person in a battle that was overwhelming to me. And that had been voted in in the 60s. So, um, so back to Portland. So uh, Oregon Clean Water formed. Uh, they actually were an organization, but not very active. And Paul Conant who wrote the book, uh, uh, the, I can't recall the name of the book, but anyway, uh, he wrote a book on fluoride, did a lot of the history of it, and we guested him twice in our home during this battle in Portland, and it took a lot of people, but we won the campaign, and it was, it was, it was arduous. It was a year long of my life, uh, literally. Uh, all I did basically was the fluoride campaign and uh, all of the things that needed to happen, canvassing neighbors and doing signs and standing out on street corners, but we won and it was shocking. Uh, and all the while this was going on, it was almost like a side trip because they took out all of our beautiful, amazing reservoirs, water reservoirs in Portland that were state of the art. They were cleaned by the sun and purified by the air because they were fountains and they were large, huge reservoirs. And while we were fighting the fluoride, they were taking out those reservoirs. And now the water is buried in a, a crypt underground and they have to go mm -hmm. in in their suits, you know, their underwater suits and clean out. I mean, it's just, uh, they're... <laughs> There's always the side hustle, you know, you're, you're fighting there this is. and then there's the it's just, uh, it takes the people. We have to be involved. We have to be involved. Yeah. I, absolutely. And the option of not being involved when you know the level of what they're doing. Like I just did a show with the government whistleblower. That's what I mean. There's people in the government that really mean well and do good things. And one of them is a whistleblower. Yes. I just did an interview with. And she's like, the government, our tax money is being spent to bring to child traffic over the border. And she, she was the great people need to hear that interview. But what bottom line is we're taking, this is why we have to get involved. We're cause it's, it's evil. And God says, I can't sit at the sidelines on these things. No matter what happens, the creator of our universe says, Sarah, get off your ass because you can't sit and listen to this and do nothing. They're taking little children or children of all, anyone, little souls under 18 years old to me are children, little children. Yes, yes. And they're taking them from Guatemala specifically because that's their choice place because those little kids 
can't speak English, but you know what? They can't speak Spanish either. They speak a Mayan dialect. So they don't have anyone to help them here. So that's why they like kids from there. And I, mm. when I heard that, I'm like, that is the definition of evil as far as I'm concerned. Well, that's what we're and against. That's what we're that, up against. That's what we're up against. And if you're sitting on your ass after hearing those kinds of stories, there's something wrong with you. And I really well, yes, you put blood on, I know you got to put money on the table and feed your family. And, and if that's what you're doing, you're a hero in yourself and you don't have time to do anything, but feed your family and pay for your mortgage. And you're get, keeping a roof over their head and you're doing everything you can. And you're collapsing at the end of the night. Okay. You're a hero already. And I, I give you permission not to spend much more time other than that, but for everyone else on the planet, you have to get involved. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's the thing that drives us, um, you know, and, and that money, money is being taken from our social security to pay the courts for trafficking. I mean, that's, that's a reality. I, the I money know. is being taken from any number of places, whether people think they're loyally paying taxes, which they're not lawfully needing to do anyway. It's, it's, you know, <laughs> that got, never got ratified that 16th amendment. Um, but, you know, uh, we pay our taxes because we feel it's dutiful, number one, even though it goes to Europe or the Vatican or wherever. <laughs> and the other is. Well, and we, we like our, I don't want to interrupt you, but we like the yeah, money no. paying for the local schools and yeah. and things that we know we need. But keep going. Yeah. Well, it's usury. You know, the way the money is being gathered from us and being sent or used however they end up using and I mean where does the money who follows the money trail That's and how right. do we follow the money trail and we know that uh whatever uh equity issue or whatever good uh legislation just passed where does that money actually get that's right directed to and who's in charge whose hands are on it you know that's what I'd like to know just like the buildings I'd like to parse through all that stuff and say, okay, this is going to the schools. Fine. This is going over to some gang in uh, Guatemala. That's getting canned. This is going to pay off the traffickers. That's getting canned. I mean, I'd like to go yeah. through that line by line and say, okay, yes. this is going to Europe and the central bankers there. Okay. That gets canned. I mean, that's the kind of due diligence that we need to have and demand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing I wanted to address is the whole equity issue. You know, the, when we're getting involved, I'm not talking about climate change. I'm not talking about LGL, <laughs> the, the alphabet, the alphabet uh, yeah. references to gender. Yeah, it's really, we're talking about people's real needs, you know, like food, quality of food and not having crap in our water and in our air. These are not equity issues. These are survival issues. You're taking, you're yeah. talking priorities. That's what I get so upset about. It's like, what? In, yes. You guys are dealing with the real issues and we're screwing around with yes. making sure the kids don't, are getting trans or what do you call those drag queen hour doing yeah. presentation? <laughs> I mean, they in New York, they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars doing those kinds of things in the elementary schools. I'm just yeah, preschool saying. even preschool i mean what yeah. are we doing and who would approve and the people who are stupid enough to approve that while others are can't eat and kids are being trafficked really have their head up there behind well and the thing is sarah that there is no city that doesn't have a, a 
a ring, a trafficking ring. Every yes, right. single city, even and in the, the small communities. Everything. Yeah. I mean, just here on Oregon, we know people who know what's going on in their community. And we're talking about, you know, Eastern Oregon, Southern Oregon near the border. I mean, you name it. Portland, of course. I mean, it's just, it's off the charts. The whole I-5 corridor. Yeah, it goes from Mexico all the way up to Canada, Vancouver, Canada. I mean, they're all hotbeds for trafficking. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. You, you've... I get so frustrated. We have to be able to differentiate between the good and the evil. And we have to be able to differentiate between government and governance. And, and we have to have the people in small groups decide that they are going to do something and only they can do it. And the enforcement comes from us. A guy named Jefferson, a really long time ago. I'm tearing up. Nullify. If you're a sovereign, nullify. Okay. Yeah. I'm having a hard issues. time lately too. I'm I I have a lot of cry times lately in the car <laughs> when I go somewhere because mm -hmm. this is really the issues that we're dealing with are very real and it it, yes. it, it it's very important that we do this. Okay, can, can it's getting a little long and and I, I I we need to start wrapping up. So where can people learn more? Because that's what they need to learn. They need to learn how to do tangible things that will start us on the, or get us on the right path. So where can they follow you and learn and get tangible things to do? Yes. So our, our website is orsja.org, orsja.org. And uh, a lot of things are posted on there. Um, there needs to be a posting for Ron Zoom call that's not on there yet, I'm sure, but it needs to be uh, this week. And I'll get so it on. Today. I'll get it on the show notes here, and okay. it'll be on the video, and people can yeah. get to that. Thank but you. Thank There's you. a yeah. The, I was just going to say. So the Zoom call is every day at noon, and if people are on it, great. And if not, you know, try again. Uh, it's it's just you know we just feel the compulsion to get to reach out, you know, and um, there, it's just another way to do it. And they're welcome on our meetings Monday night too. And that's the Zoom, Skype and free conference call, all three on one on one night, every Monday at seven Pacific time. And Ron, do you have something else you wanna add? Yeah. You have to do it yourself. Nobody can do it for you. And you can't do it alone. Not you. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys so much. I know that you have so much passion. 
And it, we have to, that's what we have to. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. And I'll get all this information out there for people and God bless you. And thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you, Sarah, for having us. It's really an opportunity to uh, reach out and hopefully uh, encourage people to do the same. Thank you. God bless you, girl. <laughs>